0: Welcome to episode number 316 of Destination Linux. Destination Linux is an awesome video podcast from the Tex Digital Network. If you're new to the show, Destination Linux is a podcast perfect for all experience levels. Whether you're brand new to open source or a guru of sudo, this is the podcast for you. My name is Jill.
1: I'm Ryan. And I'm Michael.
0: And on this week's incredible episode of Destination Linux, we will be discussing our adventures at the Southern California Linux Expo, Scale20x, and sharing some behind-the-scenes interviews you don't want to miss. Then we talk about a popular VPN going fully open source, plus we have our tips, tricks, and software picks. All this and more coming up right now on Destination Linux to keep those penguins marching.
2: So this week, our community feedback comes from Pat. And I think this is an honorable spot to be in community feedback. Pat gets an honorable spot because this is fresh off a of scale. The first feedback we're reading right after scale is going to be yours, Pat. And if you want to send in your own feedback, maybe have a special moment feedback event thing too, like Pat, then go to tuxdigital.com contact, get in touch, or send us an email or join our forums. We're also on Discord. So if you want to hang out, chat, about Linux and game with the community, check out tuxdigital.com slash discord. The Pat goes on to say, hi, first of all, let me take the opportunity to thank you for creating a great show. Appreciate that, Pat. I was listening to the most recent episode and enjoyed your discussion on antivirus for Linux. I'm a system administrator, security analyst in Oklahoma. I'm of the opinion that most Linux servers need an antivirus, especially if they're connected to a network of Windows machines or exposed to the public internet. So most Linux servers. To back up my claims with data, a recent security lab that I conducted was setting up an SSH honeypot on Linode exposed to the public internet. Good choice, by the way, on Linode. I don't know if you know this, Pat, they happen to be a sponsor of ours. Really good choice there. Uh, utilizing them. He goes on to say, from there, I was able to collect dozens of Linux viruses, everything from exploit kits to crypto miners and ransomware. You don't have to take my word for it. I actually shot a video that explains how you could set up your own SSH honeypot using Terraform and Ansible on Linode. If you Mm, could check it out, I would greatly appreciate your feedback. I want to make my next video better. So be brutally honest. Never ask for that kind of honesty when Michael's on a show. Michael is like you? brutally honest by nature. Ever. I am super and sweet. And so like I went ahead and reviewed the video and Jill reviewed the video. We did not let Michael <laughs> review the video cuz you Jill are way want more
1: savage girl. than I am. I'm super positive person, you know, yeah, like for yeah. the positive everything.
2: By the way, we'll have a link to the YouTube channel in our um, notes section so people can go check this out. So I watched your video, really enjoyed the content and your overall approach uh, with it. I like how you explained the entire concept of what you were doing, kind of why you were doing it right up front. Uh, there was a weird audio issue that was very uh, distracting in there. So you said be brutally honest, so I call it out. Uh, it almost sounded like there was frying going on in the background or a drip, yeah, but I think it feedback. was just feedback from a microphone yeah. uh, that was happening the entire time. This is why I'm not able to watch it, because you, I, I would be brutally honest,
1: but you do it, it's fine. <laughs>
2: Well, see, I'm going to do it with kindness. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm putting...
1: Some... They asked specifically for brutally honest. So just be savage, Ryan. You got this.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you dare had noise in the background. No, uh, Pat, what I love that you tried to do is kind of cover it up with some music in the background. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, that did kind of try to lay, level off some of the interference and things that I was hearing. Yeah. So my recommendation is get a good mic and mixer versus using a headset. I know a lot of people when they start out their YouTube channels, podcasts and things, they use the headset mics. They're very comfortable. You're kind of used to them if you do any gaming or other things, even conference calls. But when you're doing video and stuff, there's a reason why you see kind of everybody go into these more independent microphones and mixer combos because we all have to contend with the noise issue. I have videos out there. I've tried to cover up things with music and stuff or use phonic or other things to try to clean up the audio. But at the end of the day, if you got a good mixer and you got a good microphone, it's going to really help clean up a lot of those and not distract people from uh, the message. There,
1: there's also there's also options where you can. We might do an episode in the future where we cover some like hard, hardware on like audio microphones that you can get. So you can do like a beginner side where it's not not too expensive, where you can skip the mixer or you can go into like the more complicated setup or like what we have, and you can get more. Yep higher quality stuff. But what Ryan was talking about with the headsets is the, I think the biggest point to make clear on this one is because when you have a like gamer headsets, they care about comfort and a little bit of the audio quality on the, the headphone side, the microphone is basically a secondary thought or maybe even less. So it's going to be bad, good enough for gaming, not good enough for recording. So that's the yeah, reference
2: Good point. So um, but the other thing I want to compliment you on, though, is your dress and your overall presence. Like you had a very strong presence in your videos. Like you had done a thousand videos before and you also were dressed really professionally, which immediately made me think, hey, this person kind of knows what they're talking about and they're taking this very serious. So I don't mean to harp on the audio thing. It's just one of those things. I've been there. I've done that. Um, and We've so I just that. wanted to share our feedback <laughs> yes. with it. But overall, I thought your video was awesome. It's definitely worth Everyone in our audience giving it a watch and and subscribing to see what you got coming next.
1: Yeah, and also to be clear, when we say that we've all had those kinds of issues, we've been doing this for quite a while, so we've had plenty of time to upgrade and stuff. We've had people comment on the fact that we have nice equipment. It's like, well, we've been doing this show for quite a few years. (laughs) If you go back far enough, you'll find me using a rock band microphone. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we started with this kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I really liked Pat. I really liked your use of uh, transitions and the animations you did in in your videos uh, for your presentation. And you just, you just had a really nice way of explaining everything. So it was excellently produced. It's just, just the audio and that's something easy to fix.
2: Definitely. Now in regards to antivirus in a server environment, I absolutely agree. It's definitely important on the server environment to take additional security precautions that you wouldn't necessarily have to do on a desktop. And I'm pretty sure we were clear on that, that we were talking about desktop in that last video. But if not, so. then this is double the reason why your email to us is fantastic, because we can kind of emphasize that through here, that in a server environment, definitely something different. You did use a honeypot, though. So the idea with the honeypot generally is you want to leave it a little bit less secure by nature. So definitely mm-hmm. expect a lot more intrusions than someone who's setting up, say, a lockdown server environment where you're uh, taking all the proper precautions to secure your your server from people being intruding into it. So I think that that is one reason why you may have gotten a lot of ransomware and things that you were collecting as the point of a honeypot. But I would love to see you do a follow-up video because your video covers kind of how you set everything up. I would love to see a a follow-up video actually showing some of those viruses and things that you collected, I would love to know how many of those would actually effectively executed in that honeypot and worked. Because it's one thing to upload malware and all these different viruses and stuff to try to get something to work. But I wonder how many of those would actually have worked on that server environment that you set up. It would be really cool for you to do a follow-up. I would love to watch that. So I hope you work on that next because it would be cool to know. That'd be really
1: cool, especially I think that some of the stuff that we catch would probably be you know, Windows-specific things that wouldn't even execute. But there's bound to be something that would totally. probably work. And yeah. I would be very curious to see how many and which ones would work. You know, because the, the like you were saying, the Honeypot thing is like kind of doing it on purpose. And with most server administrations are going to be setting up, you know, SE Linux or, or, or Armor and that sort of stuff to kind of battle as much as possible so you can not get those things that kind of drive by, in fact... And Mm -hmm. with a honeypot, that's kind of the purpose. Uh, But because you did this test, I think that'd be fascinating to see, you know, how far could you take it?
2: Yeah. And I think that was the purpose of the honeypot here. Obviously, you can create a honeypot that literally is just a secure version that's uh, more easily to find out there on the internet, but you got everything secured. But if you had everything patched and perfect, how many of the stuff would execute would be fascinating. So awesome, Mm -hmm. Pat. Thank you for sending in the video I think it's a fantastic video, fantastic start to your YouTube career. Oh boy, I got so many tips for you on that uh, as you get bigger in the YouTube world. But uh, keep writing us. Let us know how things are going and let us know when you get your next video out there.
1: Yeah, and also if you have any questions, feel free to send us a met- another email or contact us on Discord or on the forum and we'd be happy to help you, you know, through your career. Uh, we got a lot of help over the years and we're happy to share the wealth, You know, the
2: open source way. Mm-hmm. I mean imagine what Michael would be without me. I mean imagine how much I've helped him. His rock band mic. <laughs>
0: this is so true. <laughs> Don't think about okay, it, Michael.
2: To, Just to, get into the beef, uh, really important message we have. I will give you at. I'll give you credit for
1: annoying me enough to get rid of the rock band mic. I will give you that. That 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 did happen.
2: <laughs> you're welcome. But, you're welcome, world.
1: <laughs> you're welcome, world. So, if you want to be awesome, just like Pat, you can check out Linode. Like this episode of Destination Linux is brought to you by Linode. So, visit linode.com/tux, and if you, that's linode.com/tux, and you can see why over a million developers trust Linode for their infrastructure, including Pat for testing and creating honeypots. Linode provides solutions and services to accelerate innovation. You can build everything yourself, or you can use their one-click apps from the plethora of options in Linode's app marketplace to deploy everything from Plesk, WordPress, to Valheim and Minecraft servers. Linode even has VPN-friendly virtual servers you can create your own secure connections over the internet, protecting you on public Wi-Fi so you can keep your data private and guarding you from malware and honey pots. <laughs> Actually, that's not how that works. But anyway, you, you know what I mean. If that wasn't enough, every plan comes with Linode's amazing human powered customer support. And that, that might be a weird way to say it. But the idea is that, you know, you send a email or you send a tweet or you call them and you get response from a person.
2: I don't understand. I, In the world of chat GPT and AI, we have real people here? I know. It's, you do it's, this, Linode?
1: It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense at all. But you get access to a person 24-7, 365. That's all the time. So visit Linode.com slash Tux to create a free account. Plus, when you use that URL, you let them know that we sent you, which is, of course, good for us, but also good for you because you're going to get a 60-day, $100 free credit on your account when you sign up. So again, go to Linode.com slash Tux to get started on Linode's awesome cloud platform.
2: And you know what's great? You could take that $100 credit, follow Pat's video, create your own honeypot situation, And have a complete blast with that whole learning experience there. So this week, we are fresh. Are we freshly or not Fresh
1: and so clean, clean.
2: We're fresh and so clean, clean back from scale. And scale was an amazing event. And so we had to take some time to share some of our favorite moments from this big event. And I think the first thing that we have to do is thank all of the amazing people that helped this whole thing come together. Number one, Jill, of course. Because <laughs> without Jill, we've never tended scale, probably. I mean, we've heard
1: of it, but... Very likely. you know, we, we, we knew it for years before Jill joined the show, and then Jill just convinced us that we had to go. And <laughs> now we basically have agreed that every year we're going to scale. So. And
2: Jill's kind of the life of the party at scale, like... There's so many people that converge at scale out of the thousands and thousands of people that are there to mm-hmm. see Jill. So it's great that we get to be associated with Jill's fame by just hanging out with <laughs> Jill and be like, hey, we're, we're famous too. Uh, but also Bill from Pseudo Show came to help and he yeah. did an amazing job. Awesome. Michael and I were late to our booth on Saturday because yep. we were doing very important business. Very meetings.
1: important stuff, yes. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but very important
2: we also had a business meeting <laughs> in the gym. I made Michael work out and have a true. This is real. This is a true is story. True. I made him have a business meeting while we were pumping iron, and that to me was a win-win all the way around. Pumping iron, getting those gains, <laughs> getting those gains. Uh, but Bill from the Pseudo Show was there at our booth to kind of help make sure that it was covered. We were only Which like 10, nice. fifteen minutes late, but you know. I mean, point the is, fact Bill that we when we
1: when we were. On our way to the booth, we saw Bill already there helping people, which was great. So thank you very much, Bill, for uh, picking up Ryan Slack, not mine. I was fine, and uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his wife Brooke was there, and yep. David, yeah, yep. absolutely.
2: absolutely, and
0: they all helped. Brooke, her, her major achievement was getting Bill to the conference. <laughs>
2: There you go. So everyone was helping everyone. And Alan was there, a former student of Jill's, to help us do camera work, which you're going to see. Allowed us to do all these awesome interviews and have some uh, Mm -hmm. additional B-roll and things that we can use in other videos later on of the whole conference. And then your husband, Steve, Jill, who not only helped (laughs) you with your booth, with the Linux Chicks of LA, but also our booth and, well, everything in between, like if... The simple things you don't think about, like the hangers to put the signs up and stuff, were engineered by Steve on the spot. Yes. (laughs) We had a sneeze guard of a computer that Jill brought, engineered by Steve on the spot. Not only is he amazing and fun to hang out with, but just absolutely one of the most helpful people uh, helping everybody around the conference. So that was super, super fun.
0: Yeah, he, he, he transported and packed all the things from our booths in the car and hauled people around and even took a week off his vacation to help us.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it awesome. takes a village to make yes, scale work. Yes,
0: it absolutely does. But Steve,
2: Steve by himself like 25% of said village, so. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. I, he, he not,
1: only, not only has he helped to set up all the village, he also built most of it.
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: That's so, I love my Steve husband. <laughs> So
2: we want to get into the overall impressions and experience of scale because this is a much different event than the one we went to the prior year. Now, the prior year, Mm -hmm. we told you was amazing and it was. We had such a great time. But this year, that was during the whole COVID thing, blah, 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 all that. This year it was the regular normal scale on schedule with the normal size of scale. And let me just say that the crowds were huge in comparison. Like, there was no time at our booth to stop and eat or to do anything else without oh, having somebody true. else.
1: I didn't take realize over. I didn't eat lunch for like three
2: days.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: So you said that. <laughs> it was unbelievable how well it was managed, though. I mean, the scale mm-hmm. staff, unbelievable oh, job yeah. with that many people yeah. coming through. But managing a booth there compared to last year was like. It was so different. There was no time to do anything unless it was like tag team. I'd be like, Michael, you're it. And then yeah. Michael would be like, Bill, you're it. And then Bill would be like, <laughs> Jill, you're it. And we would all take turns because otherwise there was no stopping. We had people consistently and constantly flowing to our booth.
1: There's yeah. even a part where we wanted to stream. And we were able to, we were able to stream <laughs> for a little bit. But we weren't able to On stream Friday. every day because one of the days – People just never stopped coming to the booth. so We we didn't have time to actually set up the stream. The stream. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And like to compare this to other conferences and other events that I've been to for like the Linux conferences, the the last year felt like it was five times larger than the other conferences I had been to. And this (laughs) year felt it was like five (laughs) times larger than the last year's scale. So this was a very... Interesting experience because we already kind of had an experience with it. And then this year I was like, no, you didn't. The, you don't it's going to get mu- yeah, mu- much yeah. bigger.
0: <laughs> it's it's so true. I mean, like every minute we had people coming up to us, oh, you know, I uh, love your network and I watched uh, watch you on Destination Linux and I got lots of pictures with our viewers and patrons who wanted to take pictures with us. And Some yep. of them
1: violated the rules though. I just got to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Some That's violated true, the rules. That's true. <laughs>
2: We're, we're going to have a list of names scrolling here on the site. Michael's exactly. going to edit in of everyone who violated the rule. You're supposed to get our picture. Then you can get Jill's picture. Some of you tried to skip the line and just get Jill's picture. We're well, we
1: tracked it. We knew <laughs> that you yes. were doing this and that's, we didn't do any of that. But uh, this is uh, was a great experience and also another massively great improvement from last year was that the Linux Chicks booth was right next to ours. So Jill <laughs> was able to participate in both booths at the same time and i just now realized we should have taken the rail down between the two booths and had like this big open back end thing and oh, i didn't yeah. even
0: think about it until yeah. just we now <laughs> we'll do that next year yeah, <laughs> yeah ne- next
2: sure. year we'll do that yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
2: i'm glad you said that michael because every time someone from jill's side would try to go over that rail i would attack them because i'm very territorial yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like yeah, a that time
1: fence kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Well,
0: one of the unique things we have going he on is we have all it. our, you know, recording equipment we had to set up and it was kind of nice to keep that separation for that yeah. equipment. But there's other ways we could do it next time. And so we can keep open up the fence.
2: <laughs> it was Jill's escape from us. She's yeah. don't, <laughs> don't cross
1: Don't the border. cross the bar. That's right. Yeah.
0: Aww. yeah. So one of my highlights is that I was just excited to have Ryan there because he wasn't even sure if he could make it because it was la- it was last minute that right. he made the announcement that he could come. Yeah, I was excited that he finally
2: decided to show up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just-
2: <laughs> well, I did have perfect timing. I showed up after the booth was set up and I left before we had to break down <laughs> yeah. the booth. When Aww. you say but, perfect timing, I think you we had to tell people
1: and just point it out. This is not an accident. So last year he did the exact <laughs> the
2: same, same thing. Same thing. But I had the same problem last year. Like you my did. life has been yeah. turmoil, folks. Like my look. There's nothing behind me because I'm supposed to be moving for the last six months. But all this stuff. Anyways, the point He's is He's got a good reason. But I've at got the same lots of time. turmoil. But my timing is <laughs> kind of worked out impeccably. I gotta yeah. say,
1: yeah. <laughs> but thank well, you, Jill. Well, on the bright side, we did have Steve to help, and uh, yes, and yes. Bill helped, and 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 David, and we had we David, had people helping. Yeah. So even yeah. though Ryan was wasting his muscles, at least he was there for the t- during the the conference in general. So I, yeah. I, you know I, I'm glad that you were able to make it. Thanks,
0: Mike. absolutely. And one also one of my favorite highlights was just hanging out with with you guys. And and the night we went, we actually went to a stone oven pizza restaurant, Yeah, and we had parked, and then we had a hard time finding it. <laughs> that was an adventure. And we didn't end, end up going to Buka de Beppo.
2: <laughs> oh, no. So I have a, no. I have a video out there that I put on Destination Linux Discord of Michael and Jill going Buka de Beppo the whole time. Uh, which was one of the restaurants so, we were going to go to, but Michael <laughs> decided he knew the area better than Jill, I, who's lived there her whole life. So no. he went to a <laughs> pizza place.
1: Steve and Jill both said that they didn't know much about the area because they're yeah, not locals to that yeah. area. So I didn't like try to take over the local thing, and all <laughs> I did was saw a picture and I said, "Hey, maybe we could go here." I didn't. I wasn't like super into this particular place. Like we had to go there. I just said, oh, "Maybe it'd be cool," Something and everybody different. liked it. So. Good decision on it, it my part. It was
2: good. It was okay. It was alright.
1: Uh, um you see now he's downplaying even though he said it was great Latin when we were
2: there. would have been better.
1: I don't I don't know. I've I've no idea, but when he when he first suggested it all I could hear in my head was the family guy fake Italian thing where they're like "puka Cuz that's yeah. all I heard. <laughs> And so every time he would say it, that's how I would say it back.
2: We have video of the event. It's out there on Discord. You all should check that out. Uh, We've got lots of video, in fact. There's going to be lots of cool videos coming out. Jill, your husband, you know, we've mentioned multiple times, but taking vacation, packing all the cars, hauling people around, everything. But also just so much fun to hang out with when we had the dinners and other things with Steve. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves him. He's as much of a... Foundation to scale as you are, I feel like. Oh yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. He's become e- a
2: celebrity in himself.
0: <laughs> Even he had people coming. Hey, you're Steve Husband.
2: <laughs> Steve Husband.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because nice. of all the times, he's, you know, we've talked about him here on Destination Linux. So
2: <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's really sweet. Yeah. And then Jill, one of the highlights I think from our booth was the q Qryum PC. Yeah. That we had at our booth. So for those who don't know, the very first treasure hunt. Jill brought this amazing machine that was made by a car manufacturer. Well, go watch the episode. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm not going to tell episode you all about it. Episode 187. It was amazing. 187. Go 187. check it out. And, and it, and we brought that PC to the booth and it was part of bingo. So people can go around the scale and play bingo and they have to kind of find from the different booths, different clues to learn something about that booth. And ours was uh, around this particular device being the first treasure hunt for Jill that was an absolute ton of fun. <laughs> and Steve engineered a sneeze cover over the PC. Yes. Because so, it's a very valuable, rare <laughs> PC that we were able to have at our booth, which is really cool.
1: And thank you, Jill, for letting us be able to show it all. Yes. Because Aww, it was the spur no. of the moment. It's like, hey, Jill, could <laughs> yeah. we use this sort of thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wanted to come up with something that would be like you had to dig in to find like, what happened. So they come to ask us like, what our bingo thing was. And, you know, it just kind of was perfect to I be mean, like, what about Jill's first one she ever covered on the show? Because... It's a really cool PC that I had never – I need, did, by the way, if you don't know, it is a computer made by the Daewoo Company, which is a yeah. car company. Don't give
2: them hints. They have to go back and watch the episode. No, no, no. They
1: have to go back and watch it. I'm just giving them more reason to go back and watch it. It's super interesting. So check out episode 187.
0: Aw. And that was special to me because that was my first treasure hunt before I was a full-time host. I was a guest host at that That's time. True. Yep. That's true. That's <laughs> true.
2: And Yay. we also did lots of streaming on Friday. It was Friday. We did the streaming and yeah, Jill took fun. everyone around again because boring old Ryan just wants people to stare at him on the camera at the <laughs> booth. But Jill's like, hey, you guys probably want to see the rest of the conference. And so was able I to. I can't take believe we didn't there.
1: even think about it again. Like I know it like, still <laughs> took Jill to think about it
2: again. We, we think we're so entertaining that people just want. You could go watch that video on my channel, Dust Geek channel. It's out there if you want to check that out. Some really good footage in there and some funny moments as well. Uh, Michael, me, and Michael, and me and Jill playing with filters.
0: Oh, that was found. fun. That's one of the, oh, the yeah. highlights, I think. And like, also,
2: when I came back yeah. to the booth after
1: I saw those filters, I started playing with them. And Ryan was like, We already did this. Like, I yeah. wasn't here. <laughs> we're doing it again.
2: You're not original. Let's
0: play yeah. with bubbles. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So Jill, you did an amazing job uh-huh. with that. And also we had a bunch of interviews, which you're gonna see some of those interviews. Yeah, All of these boots we sure did. <laughs> that we went around. One of the things I wanna mention about that is that Michael kind of took on this new personality I hadn't seen oh. in him before. Oh, really? So I don't even know what you're talking about. We give Michael this microphone and a camera and we just let him loose. And he's gone for hours. Yeah, Maybe I'm exaggerating. Days, weeks. Days. And then he comes back <laughs> yeah, having interviewed like, I don't know, the first time like eight, nine, ten different booths and things. And the whole idea was we were all going to kind of transfer the responsibilities of interviewing. But Michael took to it so perfectly. You just give him a camera and a mic and just let him go. And yeah, it was so, he was, so fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny because
1: <laughs> when I first did it, I came back after five or six the first time and Ryan was like, hey, what? Do you, what how's it going? I was like, I like this. This is fun. And then yeah. he, and then Ryan was like, uh, no, you should just keep going. It was a very subtle kind of subliminal message of I don't want to do it, so you go do it. And it worked out well because he didn't have to
2: do any of the interviews. <laughs> I mean, at the point you had done so many, you're so schooled now on the questions and the flow. I'm like, yeah. why would I go in there and fumble yeah. for four of them when you've got it down pat? That's fair. And then, Jill's done it for years at scale before and everything. So, Jill, you also went... And finally, got the mic from Michael. Yeah. I think on Sunday, <laughs> the,
1: the I reluctantly gave the mic away. That's <laughs> true. Pulled it from his cold, dead fingers. I pulled reluctantly. it from his weak
2: thumbs. Yeah, and we're able to go interview some. Well, folks, Jill
1: said so. she wanted to do it, and you you, yeah. you were you were, at, you were saying that you had a couple that you wanted to go do, and I was like, okay, yeah. fine, I guess. And then <laughs> I gave her the microphone, and I didn't see it again until the the boot, the whole set stuff, stuff was being taken down and everything. And it made me realize that I kind of like doing interviews and maybe yeah. next year we'll have more time dedicated because I wasn't able to do every booth. I wanted to because I just wanted to, but there was a lot of booths and we got at least 15 to 20 interviews anyway, mm-hmm. it, but that's how many were still there. You I know think what? we did, maybe we did half of them maybe let's
2: let's give people in a, a sample of what we're talking about here and play one of those interviews right now
1: hi i'm michael Tanell with tux digital i'm here with linbit to talk to them about how their experience at
3: scale is going so first of all we have brendan with us and ryan how is the experience at scale for y'all this so far scale has actually been uh really awesome in contrast to uh the last conference i would attended um it's just been great to uh, interface and um, you know meet a lot of these uh, open source companies and just the community um, in totality has been great, uh, really kind of a, a welcoming, cool vibe, and been learning a lot of awesome things. Um, so how about you, Ryan? Yeah, Scale's been really awesome. Uh,
4: one thing I love about this conference is that there's a community aspect to it. It feels very, um, just getting to connect with people on a human level, um, not, not so corporate or, or salesy or anything like that, and yeah, it's been great.
1: That's one of my favorite things about scale as well. It's, it's got a it's got a corporate element to it, but it's also driven by the community, exactly. for sure. Exactly. Uh, so, tell us, tell our audience uh, what do you, what do you do here at Linbet and what kind of services do you offer.
3: Okay, Uh, again, yeah, my name is Brendan uh, at Limbit. I work in business development. Um, In regards to the services Limbit offers, our flagship software, DRBD, which stands for Distributed Replicated Block Device, um, ultimately replicates at the block level, uh, synchronous replication, and uh, solves for high availability, uh, in a nutshell, in the event of any kind of system failure or outage, ensures there's no downtime or data loss. Um, we also have uh, one of our newer offerings, LinStore. As you can see, maybe pan over to the awesome sticker uh, and, and logo there. But yeah, that's our SDS solution uh, for persistent storage and um, you know generally uh, for larger clusters. So. What would you say is your target audience
1: for your con- your products and services?
3: Yeah, so we can really work with a wide range of people. We work
4: with a lot of uh, sysadmins, storage engineers, storage architects, and, and really any company or organization that um, can't have any downtime or data loss, which is just about everyone. You know, we work with uh, higher ed, financial in- institutions, healthcare, um, a lot of big software companies, so yeah, a lot of people across the board from you know, Fortune 50 companies to mom-and-pop shops in the middle of nowhere with a couple servers. That's awesome. So how would you say that you stand out from the competition?
3: You know, DRBD is just right above the the bare metal and, um, you know, really low level in the stack, uh, you know, equals high performance uh, Mm -hmm. versus a lot of our competition and, you know, performance being a a crucial element, I think is kind of a, a game changer on that front.
1: Oh, fantastic. So that's like the kind of the, the questions we had for your services. We also have some questions we like to refer to as lightning questions or lightning round that are nonsense. So first of all, what would you choose between a cupcake and a muffin?
3: I'm going cupcake all day uh, okay.
1: for the frosting. Sure, sure. So what would you choose, cupcake or muffin? Muffin. Fantastic. <laughs> so Ryan made the better choice. Uh, so <laughs> depends on the muffin. Because well, if it's uh, a yes. Muffin, oh, yeah, of course. There are terrible muffins, yeah, but you know. can get like chocolate macchiato and stuff yeah, like that, wow. you know?
3: I didn't know we had fancy muffins. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I was thinking the default Costco spectrum carri-cake? Costco carry. There you muffin. go. I don't know. Have, have we convinced or, like, you? Have we, have we, I'm reconsidering. Uh, okay, well, okay. let's revisit this, but the blueberry muffin might kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm pivoting a bit. Uh, <laughs> maybe a blueberry muffin with frosting. Oh.
1: I, I like it. Do the combo. That's good. Because the frosting is really what makes a cupcake anyway. Yeah, right.
3: Precisely. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, it's everything.
1: It's For sure. Yeah. And the next one is a uh, favorite Linux
4: distro in general? That's- yeah, uh, but I would say Ubuntu It's my favorite Linux distro okay. because it's what our customers like the best. So, yeah. Sure. yeah. Fair. Sure. D- Ubuntu is a, as a standard,
1: you know. Yeah. Uh, so this one's uh, more g- g- like kind of like a broad question.
3: And it could be anything you want, right? Uh, favorite music genre?
0: Ooh. Ooh,
3: um, we're going to have to consolidate and distill that down to one single answer. Um, I think I'm going to go with hip hop. Hip
4: hop. All right.
3: What's your favorite one?
4: Hip hop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we got a consensus. Promise, I'm not just
4: copying it. We got a
1: consensus.
2: So the awesome thing about Linbit is they allowed us to get to scale. They helped fund getting all of us there. Amazing company. And really hope you enjoyed that interview because without them, well, we wouldn't have been able to make scale as special as it was because That's we right. gave away so many awesome things that we were able to spend funds on for the community out there, like fidget spinners, which we completely ran out of, and bags, which we ran yeah. out Don't of.
0: Play, like, and ran out. And, yeah, we had a thousand, f- a thousand fidget spinners and they're gone.
2: Gone. Everything's <laughs> Gone. We also had,
1: like, as as Ryan mentioned, we have bags. We also had those Linux ninety one uh, wristbands. We also yeah. had a bunch of stickers, and everything was gone. We ran out of everything. Which last year we had a bunch of leftovers, and well, actually, the fidget spinners ran out too because fidget spinners are very popular, apparently. But yeah. the other stuff we had a bunch of leftovers, and they were just all gone this year because I suppose it's because there's just so much more. You know, interest in it and more people in the the scale this year. I actually forgot to get the one of the fidget spinners that we got for this scale, so I didn't even get one of them. I got and one. I, got, no. I
0: just got one. I yeah, just got, I got one. one. So
1: I, I, I realized that I, after the interviews, I came back and Ryan said,
2: "Hey, we're out of the fidget spinners." I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I don't yeah, have one. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew fidget spinners uh. would be so hot these days? I even a few people made comments like, "Are these still a thing?" Well, apparently, because everyone wanted one. Because I love them for conference calls. Exactly. Well, they're yeah. nice,
0: high quality ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had somebody come in
1: and say, "I don't get fidget spinners," and I said, yeah. "Just, just try it." <laughs> and they right. started like, like playing with it, and they're like, "Okay, no, I get it now." Yeah. And it's, they, they always thought fidget spinners were silly. Like I, I, I did the yeah. same thing. And then when I started playing with them, like, oh, I get it. Fidget spinners are fantastic. And if you've if you're listening to this or watching the video version and you've never actually used a fidget spinner, we just want to tell you that they are fantastic.
2: Linux should, Pro mm-hmm. tip right there. That's exactly. a Linux Pro tip.
1: Use a fidget it, If you are yeah. doing something on your at a computer and you're just waiting on something to render or whatever, and you're just your hands, you just feel your hands need to do something. A fidget spinner is a fantastic way to sort of do something while also doing nothing at all.
2: It's like if yeah, you use so Gentoo and you're compiling everything, what a <laughs> great way to spend time while it's compiling. What, Speaking what of... a great way to pass the time. Gentoo was right across from our booth there. Yeah. They had a presence and we may have some you know, developers from Gentoo come on our show uh, in the I future. So a lot of those people out there who talk about Gentoo want us to use Gentoo, try Gentoo. We all have, but we'll have someone on from the show to officially talk to you about that. But Jill... We talked about our booth, but there was another <laughs> special booth there, the Linux LA Linux Chicks LA booth, which has yes. been a staple of scale for a very long <laughs> very time since the one. beginning. And you had a very special guest stop by.
0: I sure did. It was John Maddog Hall.
2: I thought you were going to say me, but okay. Sure, <laughs>
0: what are the, the wow, Savage Jerry's. You just skipped Ryan completely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, Ryan. So yeah, John Mad Dog Hall, you know, came uh, to the Linux Chicks LA booth. I was the only one there at the time because it was Sunday morning. And he he wanted to tell us a story about how he helped the Linux Chicks in the early years and how Linus Torvalds helped the Linux Chicks in, in the early years of our formation. And those stories are incredible. And hopefully in the future soon, we will have him on to interview him.
1: Yeah, that'd be uh, fantastic. Because, we talked know, to him about that, and he yeah. said that he'd be interested. So I am looking forward Absolutely. to it because it would be a fantastic interview. Yeah, and because uh, for those who don't know, Mad Dog is basic is is kind of like a legend in yeah. the Linux world. Linux, so it would be yeah. great to have him <laughs> on the show.
0: Yeah, I, I got to chat with him for thirty minutes, and that was the first. You know, there, he's he's been to about half the scales and I've gotten to, to talk to him a little bit but this time he actually sat down with me and told me these stories
3: yeah. and it was so special he did, so.
0: and he knew my name because I because you're friend, Jill friends friend, <laughs> friends because you on are Facebook. Jill of
1: Destination Linux <laughs> yes. that is why
0: right and yes I'm on Destination Linux and uh, he happened to be there right when I kept, got presented with this
2: uh oh drum roll I I didn't get one of those Yeah we didn't get one of those Best scale
1: spirit the Linux chicks
0: Yeah Linux chicks LA Best scale spirit award And we work really hard We've we've, This is like our fifth one
1: nice Please. hey Ryan I think we need to compete for the best scale spirit next you know year yeah we're, we're gonna get some pom poms and then start learning how yeah. to do cartwheels and backflips and then we're gonna there be we like up. doing that all across scale and let like, people know like hey this is how we show our spirit
2: like you took yeah. to that microphone I'm gonna let you take to dressing up as a cheerleader and getting us I didn't say dress spirit. up like a cheerleader I just said get pom poms I mean uh-huh. come on I like the cheerleader part if we're gonna do this we gotta do it right Michael yeah. dress up for us
1: but it only a cheerleader set only works when there's multiple so you have to join me in that <laughs> we got right. we got to create our own choreography in, in, in unison and unison like
0: yeah, yeah scale <laughs> <laughs> so you guys you guys i'll uh, check out my uh, picture i took with mad dog and the award so what happened is i did two interviews sunday morning i couldn't even get to our booze early in the morning cuz i was asked to do interviews so i did those wonderful interviews then i go to our booth and i'm the first one to open it up for the for the day and they presented us with the award, and here comes Mad Dog around the corner, <laughs> and he and he looked at it. Ooh, another award! <laughs> so...
2: That's awesome, Jill. Congratulations but, on that. So, well, yeah, that like, is awesome. A,
0: there's a great picture of me and him together holding the award, and nice. just with me and him, uh, talk chat, chatting with each other. So that was very 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 special. It was the best day ever.
2: <laughs> Besides meeting me when I, yes. me. Right. yeah, us. second to that. And then uh, you also got $500 in donations for your raffles. Uh, you yeah, had a 49-inch sure TV, Samsung sound system, and a laptop, while we yeah. had fidget spinners, bags, and stickers. So yeah. we are really going to have to ramp up. Okay, that's true.
1: We do need to improve our booth as well, because we were sitting next to Jill, and we were thinking, like, yeah, Jill's being able to be in both of, uh, both of those booths, and that happened. She was a part of both booths. Yeah. However... Yeah. One was a little bit more elaborate than the other, <laughs> and I will acknowledge that. So we do need to upgrade, Aww. but we did have a giveaway.
0: So, yes, we did. You know. Yeah, it, and yeah. one thing we need to, we could do next year is, is have more Linux plushy pe- penguins. No, like, no, 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 Jill, you have TVs studio.
2: and speaker bars. We're going to go with like, I don't know, (laughs) 3D laser projectors. Yes.
0: A Steam Deck. Let's give away a Steam Deck.
2: (laughs) A Steam Deck, yeah.
0: Kissing booth.
2: We could set up a kissing booth, Michael. Oh,
0: I love that idea. I love that idea. The kissing booth. We did a photo booth at the Linux Chicks LA booth a couple years ago, and it was amazing. Michael would be in the booth.
1: I like having ideas of being able to meet more people, but there is a limit because uh, I, I kind of gotten sick from scale and I think Aww. that's a guarantee for that to happen. So let's <laughs> let's think let's you know let's think some more ideas, and we'll we'll yeah. brainstorm options later in the future. I'm going to go ahead and veto that one.
0: Okay, we need the water dunking booth for Michael.
1: That's that I would do. One. That I would do. I would yeah, do. People I, would I,
2: pay I, endless amount of money to dunk Michael in a tank. Yeah.
1: I think there is an option for swag that we should get. We should just get bobbleheads for us.
0: Yeah, and, and then, then we you give can out Throw them at a target to to put Michael. Why
1: would we want to destroy though? These are these would be classic legendary Jill, items. you said, Michael, <laughs> that you wanted just to get wants a bobblehead? Destroy
2: head. them. And Jill wants wow. to throw it immediately. Wow. That's how much you frustrate her, Michael. Wow. Uh, <laughs> apparently. So we gave Aww. away a System seventy six keyboard thanks to Michael. Michael donated awesome. a keyboard there, so we we're able to give that away. And one thing I learned about giveaways is it's so much better to do a giveaway. When you have the what do they call condolence prize or something like that consolation yeah. so prizes consolation prize. There <laughs> yeah. was like so many people surrounding our booth to get this keyboard, including kids that give you those little puppy dog eyes and all that stuff. And you're like, you want everyone to win, and you only got one thing to give away. And I wish we had like some, I don't know, yeah. like three or four prizes consolation, there, consolation yeah.
1: prizes or something like that next so yeah, yeah, year. Definitely. Yeah, we're gonna prize. we're gonna have some cool giveaway items. We don't know what those are yet, but. We're probably going to outdo Linux chicks.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jill will never let that booth be outdone with the Linux <laughs> chicks. So I, I, think I, that's I have true. no hope that we'll do that. <laughs> we're just going to stick to the simple stuff and let Jill win the, <laughs> the prizes.
0: These little mini penguins were, were, were our consolidation prizes from people didn't win. Oh, so you thought for, for your
2: booth mm-hmm. to have those consolidation
0: yeah, prizes. Yeah, but you didn't, didn't want to tell us, us. I, yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, 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 yeah. Sabotage. Nah. We see how it is, Jill.
2: We see how it is. I'm sorry. that's called sabotage. Where I'm from, here in the <laughs> south. <laughs> y'all think is oh so nice and kind, but you don't realize she's yeah, well, you devious. Yeah, we turn that camera off. She's very devious. <laughs> all right. Well, we have one more final treat for you. The rest of the interviews we're going to show on the Tux Digital. YouTube channel, so make sure to subscribe to that. It's really an awesome way to see all of the cool open source (laughs) and server projects, all the technology companies that show up to scale. It's a great way to kind of get to know their companies and what they do, so definitely go to the Tux Digital YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, punch the subscribe button in the face, slap the subscribe button like Will Smith... Whatever you want to do, John Cena it, whatever, (laughs) just make sure you click it, and then you're going to be set up to get those interviews as we release them, but one interview, we're going to play you one more right here, is with GitLab, it was an amazing Mm -hmm. interview, amazing job, Michael, on this interview as well, so let's go into that right now. Hi,
1: I'm Michael Tanell with Tux Digital, and we have GitLab with us right now, we're going to find out some information
4: about GitLab with Brian, so Brian... Tell us about what your services you offer at GitLab. Sure. We're a software development platform that uh, encompasses the entire software development lifecycle. So with GitLab, you can not only do source code management, but you can uh, manage your code. You can plan your projects. You can create uh, new uh, software projects. And you can also use our integrated CICD to um, you know, enhance your security and increase deployment velocity, things like that. Fantastic. So,
1: how would you say that uh, GitLab stands out from the competition?
4: So, the biggest is that we're open source. or We're an open core product. We're MIT licensed, so our GitLab Community Edition it's entirely open source. What sets us apart is that we um, are dedicated to that open source project, and we have a great community uh, helping us make it better.
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm using GitLab all the time for my stuff as well. And uh, so, what did you say the target audience would be for GitLab, for services and products?
4: Yeah, so we're a development life, we're a development platform for the entire DevOps lifecycle. So we we our customers are enterprise customers that are interested in having a single platform uh, to be able to navigate the entire DevOps lifecycle. So uh, while we ha- but while we have a lot of enterprise customers, you know we're very, very um, accessible to uh, open source projects and open source communities. I'm the uh, senior open source program manager at GitLab, which means I work upstream with open source projects that are using GitLab all the time to innovate and push the state of the open source art forward. Fantastic.
1: So you've made it through the gauntlet of our questions for your, your products and services, but we have some extra questions that are a little bit silly. So I'm glad you have you have a hat ready for this.
4: All right, I got to put my thinking cap on with my Tanuki. Per- All right, yeah, my Tanuki thinking cap. I'm ready. What do you got? All right. All right, perfect. So if you could choose
1: only a cupcake or a muffin, any kind of flavor it doesn't matter, but just only a cupcake or a muffin,
4: which one would you pick? Uh, cupcake for sure. I love icing. No question. Okay, yeah. what about if you had a muffin with icing? Uh, mm, I don't know, that's a cupcake. A muffin with, I- uh, with icing is a cupcake. That's fair, that's fair, all right. So, what is your favorite Linux distribution? My favorite Linux distribution is Fedora, uh, and, but I'm currently using Pop! OS, which I also really love. Nice, nice. So, what, are, what is your favorite music genre? Ooh, my favorite music genre is Vaporwave.
1: Oh, fantastic. I yeah. love that stuff. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. We've had a couple cool answers. I like when the answers are very specific genres, because yeah. sometimes it's like rock. Like, it, You get a little more specific.
4: I like yeah. the fact that you did no, that. No, I, yeah, I love Vaporwave. I have, I have a cassette tape collection. It's a, about 300 Vaporwave cassettes, and I write a Vaporwave-focused newsletter. Yeah. Nice. That's
1: awesome. Because yeah. uh, after the, the thing, I want to, get you to send that to me. All right. All right. <laughs>
2: So we really hope you enjoyed that interview with GitLab. Again, really appreciate everyone who participated in the interviews and Michael and Jill for going around and doing those interviews. But you know, it was one thing that I had on me at scale at all times and was absolutely amazing. Actually, two of our sponsors were critical to us being able to operate all the things that we did there at scale. Linode, all of our server access, our Mm NextCloud, everything was right there in Linode, but also, I had to have my passwords on me. There were many yeah. things we were trying to set up and get rolling. I was sitting there at the booth, and I was able to get on my computer and get into the accounts I needed, thanks to Bitwarden. No matter where I am in the world, traveling halfway across the world to California, doesn't matter. I have my passwords on me at all times, thanks to Bitwarden. Go right now and get started by going to bitwarden.com tux. That's slash T-U-X. Bitwarden is the greatest password manager out there on the planet and allows you to have peace of mind knowing that your online accounts are secure. They provide you the tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords and usernames for you, and even automatically fill those in on the login form so you don't have to. The other great thing about Bitwarden is the note-taking application. So in some cases, I leave really important notes for myself in Bitwarden as well for certain accounts that I log into. So you have that ability to do it in a secure vault as well. And you can access your data across all your devices, your web browser, your mobile apps, your desktop applications, even the command line. So I had it on my phone. I had it on my laptop browser. Anywhere I was, I had Bitwarden with me. And Bitwarden seals and encrypts your private data with end-to-end encryption before it ever leaves your device so you know you're the only person with access to your data. Go to bitwarden.com TOX to get started and you get started for absolutely free. And it's a really good free service, but you're gonna love this so much that you're gonna to want to sign up for the premium account, which is just ten dollars per year. That's the dollar per month. Gigabyte of encrypted file storage, two-step login with YubiKey U2F Duo, well health reports, Bitwarden Authenticator, priority customer support. I'm telling you, it's a lifesaver. Go right now, bitwarden.com/tux to get started. And thanks to Bitwarden for sponsoring this episode of Destination Linux.
1: And as you know, we love open source, and we love it when companies choose to do more with open source. And so we want to call out those moments when they happen out here on the show. And this week, NordVPN has announced that they are open sourcing three of their applications in hopes that users in the community can help evaluate, tweak, redistribute, and if they want to, improve their applications. A quote from their announcement states, if, for example, you think the Linux NordVPN application could be improved upon or its functionalities change in some way, you can experiment with the code and create your own version. So what exactly are they open sourcing here, Ryan?
2: Well, they're open sourcing the entire NordVPN application to Linux. The LibTelio, a networking library used across NordVPN apps on all the operating systems, so not just for Linux. And LibDrop, which is a library used to share files over MeshNet that they have as an option for their account. And MeshNet, by the way, they just recently made completely free. So even if you Mm -hmm. don't use NordVPN, you can still download their app and play with MeshNet, which is a really neat tool that allows you to connect your computers, basically creating an encrypted tunnel between different devices. So let's say you're on the road and you want to connect to your computer at home. You can do that through a MeshNet, an encrypted tunnel. If you have uh, work for a big business, a lot of times they set up things like these type of VPNs for you to be able to connect into your work computers and things, but you can have that for your personal systems or even your personal servers or even your businesses utilizing this. It's really cool to see NordVPN do this because they're one of the biggest VPN providers out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I have a video out there on choosing the best VPN. Of course, this is before NordVPN decided to open source all this stuff. And there are some really great VPNs out there there are also some really sleazy VPNs. But NordVPN has always been one yeah, that... There are one of, some
1: really sleazy ones. Yeah,
2: really sleazy ones. NordVPN is very trusted. They No company is without... There, there were things that happened in the past. They weren't big, big issues. But I recall there was a particular server they had, I think, that uh, ended up getting um, compromised or something some years back and stuff. But they've done a really good job with transparency.
1: They also said that it was a the maintenance of the co-location wasn't updating and patching the stuff. So it was kind of like a, it was their fault for not being more on the, the effort of that happening, but also it wasn't them doing it, you know? So there's, there's a little more nuance to it. So, but the fact that they they shut that
2: whole thing down. Oh yeah. They shut it down. They left the company completely.
1: Yeah. So they, they transitioned to different data centers and all that stuff. So the, the, the as Ryan was talking about the transparency of Nord, you know, taking the, information that they had about this sort of stuff and then giving it to everybody is very critical and very important. So when they announced this being open source, I was like, oh, wow, really? This is a game changer because one of the things about Nord is that for the Linux support, it's not great. It's good and it works well, but it's not like super Mm user-friendly. And having this being open source, making it the community be able to participate and make that user-friendly would be fantastic and hopefully that the NordVPN you know, kind of collaborates with the communities to make that sort of thing happen because that would be, well, wonderful to have another op- option.
2: The more they open source, the more trust people are going to put in NordVPN as well. Oh,
1: yeah, because yeah. it's going to so- be audited for sure. Like For the people who think that this open sourcing isn't that important because it's just like a code dump, they're not just taking co- code and just throwing it out there and then making a whole other thing. What they're doing is making it open so people can audit the code and help improve it and find bugs and that sort of stuff. So the fact that they're doing it this way is why we wanted to cover on the show, because there are companies that will be like, Oh, we're not going to use this anymore. So we're just going to throw that code out there and see what happens. This is, this is our code help us make it better.
2: Well, one thing that really stuck out to me is the way they presented this topic and we'll have a link in the show notes, but they didn't present this topic as just look at what we're doing. We're going open source. Aren't we great? They, they actually spent a lot of time explaining to their community, which is vast, why open source is important. What are the benefits of open source? And one of the things they said, for instance, as a quote is, putting this material into the hands of the Linux community, one of the strongest open source communities currently active, encourages talented coders and developers to scrutinize our code and make our services better. But not only that, which that's an awesome quote, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, that's how I think of mm-hmm. the Linux community: we're the best, the strongest, <laughs> the greatest. All of that. Any of those words you want to add in there? The most with. humble, the modest. That it's not true, but <laughs> we are definitely the best. And you know, the fact that they spent a lot of time—I mean, paragraphs of articles—talking about the history of open source, why it's important, and things, and how they made this move. I think is really important because a lot of people don't even know what open source is still today. That's true. Day.
0: Yeah. And the other important thing is this is not just front-end. This is back-end as well, Yep. you know, with, with their MeshNet and um, all their different apps. Th- this is huge. I mean, this is a, a going from proprietary to open and with all of it, almost all of it at once. Yep. That, that's pretty impressive. And um, another quote they used that I loved is uh, they in the article it says, Open source software is the bedrock of innovation and collaboration in the software development space. And we want to be part of that community. You're whispering, sweet way nothing to go. in my ear, NordVPN. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm telling you, that's the way to my heart right there.
0: Keep, Absolutely. Keep, keep whispering that. Um, I
2: actually, after this, went and subscribed to NordVPN just to check out their services and if people are wondering, is this like a, an ad? Because we are being overly gracious, I think, with NordVPN. It's because, number one, we're very excited when anybody comes and joins uh, mm-hmm. the open source community. Number two, no, they're not sponsoring us. Uh, so we're just talking yeah. about this. But I wanted to check out their service ever since they made this change. And I wanted to see what they were kind of talking about when it comes to Linux. Their app on the phone, really nice, really beautiful um, I could see what they were saying when they're saying they wanted some help from the Linux community with their application on Linux, because while they do have the instructions and all the setup files and things for Linux, it really is just a kind of a shell bash script that kind of sets things up mm-hmm. and it opens a terminal that opens a browser that, you know, you kind of do your yeah. credentials. And then in the terminal, you could type things like NordVPN Connect and NordVPN Disconnect or NordVPN MeshNet to set those things up but it's not as intuitive as other VPNs out there that have a really nice GUI that are behind them where you can just click buttons. You're kind of stuck doing terminal commands. And I wouldn't say it was very intuitive. So I'm excited that they want to be a part of the community. And I think that them open sourcing stuff is going to allow a lot more people to contribute and probably Mm -hmm. give them feedback. Like I just did that, Hey, we like GUIs too in Linux. Like We don't just want to always work in the CLI. We can because we're Mm -hmm. cool like that, but we like GUIs too. I like GUIs. I like to click on GUIs. GUIs are fun.
1: I like terminal stuff. I also like fun graphical buttons. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yes. Everybody
2: likes buttons. You see a button, you got to push it. So give us buttons, Nord. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) The, The
2: other thing I want to mention is how fast NordVPN is because I'm doing this entire series here, uploading all of this video to Michael's computer and all the online stuff we're doing to produce the show on NordVPN, which is, awesome. I told Michael, I warned him ahead of time, if anything goes wrong, that I was doing that. I was messing with stuff. I, I do to appreciate
1: see. it because usually yeah. he doesn't warn me of the things I he says until <laughs> it <laughs> yes. falls apart. So I do appreciate that. And I was shocked that it had, I didn't even notice that there was any issue, you know, like there, I couldn't tell a difference whatsoever. And that shocked me because going yeah. through a VPN, you would expect doing this kind of live video feed back to back, you know, like, cause we're not doing a stream over the internet. We're doing like peer to peer, which requires big connections to do. And a VPN is what I would not typically expect to allow that sort of stuff. So the fact that it does is very, very cool.
0: Fantastic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'll say, uh, having used this just for today, so I don't have a ton of experience with NordVPN, but I'll come back is the mesh didn't seem to work as well on a Linux connection to my phone. It was kept saying that the it connected, it found, mm-hmm. they found each other perfectly. But when I went to transfer files, it just kept saying it couldn't find the other server, even though they were both showing in the connection thing. So I think there's some work from NordVPN that they need to do, but it's it's minor things I think they could fix pretty easily. And they want to be a part of this community. So let's welcome them with open arms. And, and we uh, I'm want really to be excited. part of it too. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited, NordVPN. Welcome aboard. Hope you brought cookies. I like cookies. And cupcakes. And, and I muffins. hope
1: you brought enough cookies for everyone.
0: Yes.
2: Hope you brought cupcakes. <laughs>
0: Vanilla and cupcakes.
1: Hope you brought muffins.
0: Blueberry muffins. Blueberry, banana muffins.
1: nut, you know, whatever. Anything. It's fine. As long as it's a muffin, not a cupcake.
2: <laughs> Make it a cupcake.
1: Check out the Tux Digital channel where we have this mashup of which one's better, cupcakes versus muffins. <laughs> <laughs> we went to scale and I asked... In the yeah. interviews, for every single interview, <laughs> you would expect me to ask you know just normal questions, but I decided to do silly this nonsense. Yes, Ryan and I came up with a bunch of silly nonsense questions, and of course, cupcake versus muffin.
2: We actually came up yeah. with those questions while we were working out at the gym in our business. That's true. Night.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: See, that's that we are so efficient that we're 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 getting
1: gains and we're setting up interviews. That's right. Amazing. Jill, tell us about this
2: amazing game.
0: Yeah. So what happens when the garbage pail kids style art meets volleyball? Awesomeness. (laughs) Awesomeness and volleyball pals is what happens.
1: (laughs) That sounds very weird.
0: Yeah, it is. It is very weird, especially me, who has been a a lifelong beach volleyball player, and I've played it, played in tournaments and everything. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, and especially for Ryan because he's a garbage (laughs) pail kid. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Garbage
1: Pail Kid Collector, Michael. Oh, oh, Jeez. my bad, my bad. Yeah. You, I, you were not on the cards. Okay, I get yeah. it, I get it.
0: So Volley Pals is a chaotic cartoon-style arcade volleyball game with local multiplayer for up to four people. So, So don't expect bump set spike on each side. <laughs> it's basically get the ball over darn as fast it. as you can.
2: I have no idea what that means, but darn it. <laughs>
1: I was about to say Ryan and I totally get that, and then he completely ruined it (laughs) because I also don't know. (laughs) So I know, okay, I know what the spike is, and I, I
0: bump sets, so
1: the bump is this, and then the sets this,
0: yeah, and then the spike is the spike. spike. Okay,
1: I did, oh, I did it.
0: Yes, you did. I'm very proud of you. So
1: athletic. For those who are listening to the audio only version, I did show in the video how (laughs) to do it. I would not be able to do it whatsoever. <laughs> except the spike, maybe, because I could just reach up and hit it. Yeah, you know, yeah, tall
0: and nice, for that. Nice and tall. Yeah. You're nice and tall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he's not nice, but he's tall. But
0: I had the advantage How of dare you. <laughs> being short. I mean, basically, the Garbage Pail
2: Kill, like I said earlier, <laughs> so fair enough.
0: I had the advantage, even though I'm really short, to digging the balls closer to the ground, because I can get to the ground much quicker. And so a lot of the tall guys, and sometimes when I'd be playing uh, doubles, two man on a side, a lot of the tall guys wanted me because I was good about, you know, uh, digging and picking up the balls from underneath them. And in fact, sometimes through their legs. (laughs) Chill. That was a thing. Jill's I'm like, so
2: athletic. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's
1: that's, that's, that's Jill's impressive.
2: diving in sand, going on her legs, doing backflips, <laughs> triple
1: Probably. jumps,
2: cartwheels. All kinds Aww. of crazy. I just want
1: to. I just. I realized something that you when you said something about being nice, and I. I wanted people to know that we are just doing like like, like some friendly banter. We actually are <laughs> friends, even though yeah. we're giving each other a little bit of, of a hassle. But I wanted to bring up something that happened at scale, oh, no. which was oh. pretty hilarious. And this was I. I had no idea what was happening for like the first half of it, but this person came up to us and said to to Ryan and Jill that. They liked our show, but also felt like one of us was a little too mean to the other one. And they were referring to Ryan. (laughs) However, they were also talking to Ryan. So Ryan decided to blame everything on me and point. And and then that person had only listened to the audio version, not the video version. So didn't know which was which. So he took the whole time to blame me. And then I turned around and heard like only the last 10% of the conversation. So I was super confused for those who are fully aware. This is Michael. Yeah. I, I'm Michael.
2: And this not is Michael.
1: No, that's not, that's not, this no.
2: is Michael for those listening to the audio. And that is Ryan. And that Michael is, is mean to me sometimes. This
1: is, this is false statements. Calls
2: me things like garbage pail kids and stuff. Yeah.
1: So we, okay, that happened to this today. Yes, yeah. or, I'll, I will give you that. <laughs>
0: But typically, Or, or, or I'm the we're one all Michael AI end. in chat GPT. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: the Michael AI, I think the weak thumb thing, which, by the yeah. way, is pretty funny. Hey, Ryan, just a quick note. Do you remember where the weak thumb thing comes from?
2: Uh, it was from a split keyboard thing or something that you said sort you could of. Do yeah, it yeah. was too hard yeah. to push or something like that. No,
1: you said it was too hard for me to push. Yeah, I well, never said anything about weak it. Thumbs? But yeah. it was the System76 keyboard that we gave away
2: at scale.
0: Yeah. There you Man, go.
2: That's like that's a right. part of history right there. Exactly. It is. Whoever got that has a piece of show history. Exactly. Yeah, I know. We didn't tell him that, but
0: <laughs> the weak I forgot thumbs to until celebrity. this conversation,
2: actually. Yeah. That's really So funny. It's, even,
1: it's even better. So you, you yeah. not only did you get a cool keyboard, you also got a piece of history of destination. Of
0: destination Linux. Linux. Aw. Right. Michael's weeks weak thumbs make celebrity status. <laughs>
1: Jill, savage. Jill is please, so Jill. savage. Wow. I mean, for for see, for those who are are curious, Ryan and I are giving friendly banter back and forth. Jill is just super mean to
2: us. <laughs> oh my.
0: Jill, goodness. please. Can we get back okay. to this game? Okay. So <laughs> on the track of the game, Volley Pals, it's designed as a really fun party game with each level featuring different themes and mechanics. And it's basically like simplified arcade volleyball where you hit the ball and pass it to your opponent's field. However, in Volley Pals, you can also do many other interesting things. Like there's a, there's one uh, map that lets you use portals. And so you oh, can cool. launch the ball a lot quicker to the other, your opponent's side. It's all rock,
2: <laughs> paper, scissors. I know I can beat yeah. Michael in that. He yeah. always Challenged, challenges. Accepted. <laughs>
0: accepted. <laughs> and you can increase the height of the net. There's all kinds of fun things you can you can uh, do during the game. And I thought the character design and court design is just really cute. And yes, it does look like gar- <laughs> the characters do look like the garbage pal kids, garbage yep. pail kids. And the game is really easy to play and smooth, and the mechanics are fun. It's just, I I found it a joy to play. (laughs) and But of course, I recommend using a controller or the Steam Deck to play this as your fingers will become raw using the keyboard (laughs) because I did try and play with the keyboard at first. (laughs)
2: I wonder if that would be bother for Michael, though, because, Michael, you play Rocket League, which is like the click-click-click-click all over the place. Your fingers probably wouldn't go raw.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I use the controller for Rocket League anyway because... It just works better, but I actually there's a lot of games that I think the controller works best, and there's also a lot of games that the keyboard works best, yeah. and I think it just play whichever use whatever device Comfortable. that works. Use the whatever best for the game. you want. We won't think yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, okay, for, don't use a controller for a first person shooter. You're gonna get destroyed.
2: Yeah, absolutely,
1: but in Rocket League or in this game. Controller seems to be the best option. So there you, you go. No, That's
2: actually not true. That advice you just gave there, Michael,
0: anymore. Uh-oh. Because
2: the video game companies like for Modern Warfare and stuff have put so much aim assist on controllers that in a lot of cases, people were playing keyboard professionally are moving to controllers because the aim assist is so overcompensating uh, on well, the that's, controller. That's Isn't that actually, interesting? That's interesting yeah.
1: and disappointing. Yeah, yeah it is, you know, actually. There shouldn't... It really should just detect whether you have a controller or not, and just say, "Hey, play put controllers with controllers." Put you yeah, know, yeah. A, the, yeah. T- the keyboards, and PC, and mouse, and with other people who use the PC like that. And uh, but also for people who are curious about this game, it is t- currently on discount for twenty yeah. percent off, so you can get it for three ninety nine until March twenty third.
0: Three ninety nine. Yeah, the Steam Spring Sale. What ideal right free. <laughs> and there, there's also a demo available of one of the maps. And it's actually in Volley Pals, is in early access. And the developers, Nesu, is looking for community feedback to improve it.
2: Look also. At that. This awesome. community is becoming so important. Everyone <laughs> wants our feedback. NordVPN wants our feedback. Games want our feedback. Yeah. They're very important nowadays. Everyone wants the open source teams. Feedback. Exactly. And also, just
1: real quick, for those who are listening to the audio only version, you definitely need to check out the video version for this episode because in the gaming section, Ryan and I played rock, paper, scissors very
2: quietly. And we don't know who won, Michael. Edit that in right here (laughs) awkwardly because you told people who won, but now they won't know.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't say it. Okay, cool. (laughs) So we're going to pretend that I didn't say it, and the edit will show that as being Whoever fact. wins,
2: wins. You have to look. Someone the- won. We played Someone. rock, paper, scissors. Our community is <laughs> about to win with our software spotlight this week, exactly. which is Vagrant. Yeah. Exactly. Vagrant is a tool that lets you build and manage virtual machine environments. It works on top of virtual machine solutions like VirtualBox, Hyper-V, VMware, and also Docker. So definitely go check out vagrant this is a really cool tool i want to do more in this so some of the use cases are for development environments or if you want to set up sandbox environments for testing you could use vagrant to spin up and destroy vms in minutes and maybe you could make a video game out of it where it just spins up vms and the pew, pew 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 destroys them who knows a little bit excessive That's a good of idea. your, maybe. your hardware to be just make it sending fun. up vms to destroy them why can't you make work fun michael
1: yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So we're going to make it where every time you uh, cut, you do rock, paper, scissors, it creates a VM on whichever one was successful.
2: Yeah, and then destroys it with, the laser.
1: with a laser. Okay, sure.
2: Shark with laser eyes. Increased productivity parity. <laughs> you can mirror Shark production lasers. environments by providing the same operating system, packages, users, and configurations, all while giving users the flexibility to use their favorite editor, IDE, and browser. So Vim users... Uh-huh. You can still use Vim. Vi users, you can still use Vi. Michael, uh, Microsoft Word, you could still use that. That is not IDE. what I use. That is uh, not, not what Microsoft Notepad,
0: Microsoft also Paint. Also not that
1: one either. <laughs>
2: Any of those you can use, Michael.
1: N- neither of those. I, I only... Front page. <laughs> wow. Jill, you're participating in Ryan's nonsense. And I and and it's, it's throwing me off, Jill. It's throwing me off. So what well, it I... W-
2: development setup time and... It has declarative configuration file describing all the requirements and builds through consistent workflow. So this is a really cool tool to check out if you're into setting up VMs and you need a bunch of VMs that you need to set up quickly across different environments and things, check out Vagrant.
1: And since we're talking about Vagrant anyway, let's go to the tip of the week, which is also relevant to Vagrant. And that is Vagrant provides the ability to auto-complete commands. Currently, the bash and Zsh. Saying that quickly is very difficult, so that's Zish. why I was very... Z-S-H. Z-S-H. Z-S-H.
0: Zip
2: it. <laughs> z- zip it. Z- z- zip, it.
1: zip it. Exactly, <laughs> zip it. Shells, these are shells that are supported by this, uh, by Vagrant. And these can be enabled by running Vagrant, Autocomplete, Install, tac tac Bash, and Taktak Z-S-H. And you can also broadcast mo- the commands that you want to run across multiple VNs vms with vagrant like you can with terminal like terminators and stuff like that so there's a lot of things you can do in vagrant that we already talked about but there's even ways to make it even more powerful and more convenient by using autocomplete and of course broadcasting about across multiple vms
0: more power more power
2: So a huge thank you to all of you. Without you, we would not have been able to do all of the amazing shows that we've done that led us to meeting Jill, that led us to Scale and meeting all the amazing people there at Scale. So a huge thank you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux, however you do it. We truly do love your faces. Yes, And you can join us on our Discord by going to tuxdigital.com slash Discord. And if you want to watch the show live, you can become a patron of Destination
1: Linux. Actually, you become a patron of everything now because we've consolidated our patronage into a single network patronage. So go to tuxdigital.com slash contribute to sign up. You get to watch live. But if you're not able to watch us live, you also get access to the unedited versions of the show. For those who are only listening to the audio or the video versions after being published, There's a lot of great content that you're not going to be able to see, including this episode where we danced for no reason. We danced. And if you want to see our dance, and you do, I know you do, go to tuxdigital.com slash contribute to do that, and you can become a part of our patron-only post show, which happens every week after the show, after the live recording, and you get to hang out with us in that patron-only post show every week, tuxdigital.com
2: slash contribute to you know what else, Michael? When people came to our booth and had swag on, it made such a different impression on us than someone who just came and had someone else's show or something else exactly there on yeah. them. So you need to get swag, is what I'm saying. You need to get one of these hats, or you need to be like the other hundred people at the show that had the Jill shirt.
1: <laughs> the G- like, okay, to be fair, it is a great shirt, so it is a great you know. shirt
2: out there, or the Wendy shirt, or the also Michael shirt. shirt or a the Josh Geek shirt. You've got it's so okay. many great things. How do we get this stuff, though, Michael? Like, is it just you have to wish and hope that the gods will find favor in you and send <laughs> one down? That is an option. It's okay. not going
1: to be very effective, but it is an option. But right. I think if you want to have a more effective way of doing it, you can go to tugsdigital.com slash store, and you can get all cool, all sorts of cool swag there, like T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, Coasters, hats, and so much more. tuxdigital.com slash store.
0: And a special thank you to Dare Hans, yes, who who um, has been such a huge supporter of our of ours, and gave us munchies at our booth, and oh, gave me some I goodies at the Linux chicks booth, and he did a great job running the open source career day at scale. And he but sends thank us you a so lot much of the for events. your support, and yeah, he sends but- us, yeah. All our calendar information for upcoming uh, conventions and events. So (laughs) make sure to check out all our incredible shows here on Text Digital. We have the Pseudo Show, This Week in Linux, the DOS Geek Channel, Hardware Addicts, Linux Out Loud, GameSphere, and our virtual Linux user group, Linux Saloon. And head to DexDigital.com and subscribe to all these incredible shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching in the full monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce. Everybody, have a wonderful week. And remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination.
2: Thanks, everyone. And by the way, the reason why we're not live is because of me again. So sorry, I've got to travel.
0: You're in the middle of moving. We understand.
2: Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's Ryan's fault.
0: Oh. Of course. <laughs> it's okay, Ryan. Thanks,
2: Jill. Oh.
1: We'll see you next week, people, where we will be live because Ryan will actually be able to be there. You're right. (laughs) Who knows? Well, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we might have to do another pre-record. But if that happens
1: again, we will let the patrons know so they can join us maybe if there's time and time zones allow for that to happen.
2: we're so proactive and plan everything so far ahead of time. Surely it will work out.
1: That is true. I mean, we did decide to do this uh, yesterday (laughs) and we picked the time, (laughs) I think was four hours ago. So we're pretty good at doing Doing stuff ahead of time.